Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. You guys need to check out June's journey. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Discover hidden clues and solve a riveting murder mystery. Engage with the brain-teasing enigmas of the roaring 20s and delve into June's quest to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with some samples. You guys, allergies suck and it really sucks when my nose is all stuffed up. I can't do anything. I can't even enjoy dinner because I can't taste my food. I can't work out because I feel so tired and I'm out of it and just forget getting ahead on recording the show because I sound so stuffy. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've honestly been using Claritin D for my allergies forever and it's always been my go-to. I know when spring hits, I won't have to worry about my eyes watering like crazy and my nose running like a faucet. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. If we sound a bit different today, it's because Garrett and I both have a cold and we are on the tail end of it, I think. We're getting there. But we just have stuffy <laughs> noses. Oh. oh. <laughs> and a little bit of a cough. So we're really sorry if it sounds a little bit different today. But we didn't want to miss out on an episode, so here we are. Our case sources for today's episode are commercialappeal.com, wmcactionnews5.com, dailymemphian.com, and inquisitor.com. Our story begins on June 29, 1977 in Memphis, Tennessee. It's around 10 a.m. when police receive a missing person report of a 24-year-old mother named Deborah Grossclose. Also, I just, the whole time I was researching this, I just kept saying the last name over and over again. Say it again. Gross Close. Okay. Kind of catchy. Yep. Her husband, Bill Gross Close, who goes by William, by the way, made the report stating that Deborah was a nurse and had supposedly not arrived for her shift that morning at Methodist Hospital. Also, just shout out to nurses. I have a brother who's a nurse and they're awesome. Police are kind of confused why Bill is reporting so soon. It seemed a bit early to be so worried about his missing wife. But they soon understand his panic when he tells them that the reason he is so distraught about her not showing up for work is because just yesterday, his wife had experienced what he says to be a life or death situation with a dangerous looking stranger. 
So she goes missing and like right after she's missing, he calls the police. She hasn't even been missing that long. And they're like, hey, yo, why why call so early? Like, have you even checked to mm-hmm. see if she's anywhere else? And he says, no, because yesterday she had a run in with a life or death situation with a dangerous looking stranger. And so I'm worried that she okay. didn't show up for a shift. Already a little fishy. Police check records immediately and discover that the missing Deborah had in fact called police the day before stating that she was confronted after work in the hospital parking lot by a man who looked like a biker. Oh, wow. This meaning he was a white male, six feet tall, shoulder length hair, unkept. He had a beard and he was wearing like a motorcycle outfit, like a denim jacket, leather, all that. Got it. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. She told dispatch that he came out of nowhere and rushed towards her, claiming that he needed to talk to her. So he just ambushes her in the parking lot of her hospital where she works. She asks him, "Uh, what do you have to talk to me about? And he says, I need to talk to you about your life. And she gets like all freaked out. So she rushes to her car trying to get away from him. He's following her, not letting up. But she gets into her car and gets him locked out of the car. So he goes to his own car and starts following her and he follows her all the way home. Which, by the way, if someone's ever following you, don't drive home. Okay, so this is in the 70s, right? Yeah, 77. Okay, so that's why she didn't call her husband Mm -hmm. on the way home. I mean, I think also back then we didn't like really comprehend stranger danger really mm-hmm. or like if someone's following you wasn't that home. started in the 70s do you know yes it was started for little kids but it's actually kind of a dangerous movement in a way because a lot of predators who hurt little kids aren't strangers uh-huh. and so we started this whole oh my gosh stranger danger which is true because of the kidnapping rate but a lot of the time kids have to be wary of people who aren't strangers mm-hmm. coaches family stuff like that yeah yeah Deborah drove into her driveway and the man pulled in after her and parked behind her car in her own driveway. So she begins desperately honking her horn, hoping that her husband would come outside. And this is when the man backs up and drives away. After police make this connection between yesterday's chaotic call and today's missing woman, they respond to Bill Gross Close's report. That's her husband. Bill tells them that the last time he had seen Deborah was around 6 a.m. that morning when he had left their house to run some errands, taking their one-year-old son with him. Deborah actually had a daughter from a previous relationship that also lived with the family. So it was Bill and Deborah and their two kids, a boy and a girl. So the daughter was left at home? I don't think the daughter was at home. Okay. I, I could not find if she was with maybe the dad, like not not Bill, but the other dad or whatever. I couldn't find but I don't think she was at the house. Father and son come back around 9 a.m. and it looked like Deborah had already left for work, but around 9.30, Bill received the call that she hadn't shown up for work. And so he immediately calls police. Deborah's friends and family are notified that she's missing in hopes that someone had heard or seen from her. No one had, and everyone was worried because of the incident the day before with the biker dude in the parking lot. Family says that Deborah was the sweetest person whose kids were the most important thing to her. They assure police that no one would want to hurt her. So they they have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, police immediately run with the working theory that is the unknown biker stalker guy was the suspect of Deborah Glow's closest disappearance. I think it was kind of weird that he said, I want to talk to you about your life. Yeah. That just it still stuck with me. That just such a 
I guess, weird statement. Specific. Yeah, it's so specific. Yeah, thing to say. And he must have said it in a way that came off. Creepy? Yes, because she immediately was like, I'm not talking to you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in my car. They were not only asking, police were not only asking if anyone had seen Deborah, but also if anyone had seen this mysterious but very descriptive suspect, the biker. Sergeant Richard Sojourner was assigned to the case immediately, and his first action was to sit down and talk with Bill Grossclose at his home he shared with Deborah. He needed a photograph of Deborah to put on a missing person flyer to see the potential crime scene, etc. He just needed to go to her house. While there, the sergeant asks Bill what he had done that morning. Bill, again, tells Sergeant Richard that he had gone to his office around 6 a.m. to pick up his paycheck and he took their one-year-old son. He worked as a Navy recruiter. When he arrived home after picking up his paycheck, he noticed that Deborah's convertible was not in the driveway, but that wasn't odd as he assumed that she had gone to work. Sergeant Richard then asks Bill about how their marriage is going, and Bill admits that he and Deborah had been fighting, but the issues were being worked on with a marriage counselor. And I think the sergeant was like, oh, he was very honest about it. He Mm -hmm. has nothing to hide. It's so hard because a lot of like him following to the house and all this, I feel like you can't do that now. I mean, you can, but you can't because there's cameras everywhere. There's Mm -hmm. just, you'd see the license plate. You would see what the person looks like. So it's interesting. Completely. Police confirm Bill's story. He had, in fact, picked up his check that morning and Deborah's mother told them that they were working on their marriage and Deborah, her daughter, did want to fix it. No one thinks that Deborah left of her own free will. And as hours turn into days without any sightings or leads, police feel pressured to find her. On the 4th of July, six days after Deborah went missing, a call comes in stating that a convertible was sitting in the parking lot of an old library in town which was only about a mile away from Deborah's workplace, the hospital. And it looked like the one they were looking for. So they were like, oh, her car's missing. Yeah. And someone was like, there's one sitting in this old abandoned library parking lot. Memphis police rush to the parking lot and discover as they get there an odor coming out of the car. They also notice a number of flies lurking around the vehicle. Oh, no. Yeah. The keys were laying in the floorboard of the car. And so they grab them and they open up the trunk. Keep in mind, it's midsummer oh. in Memphis, Tennessee, and the heat is extensive. That's horrible. When police open the trunk, they find a badly decomposing body. Because of said heat, the body was unrecognizable after only six days. Really? I yes. didn't know that a body could decompose it, that fast. In heat or like extreme measures. Okay. But her wedding ring... And nurse's uniform confirm everyone's fears. The victim in the trunk was Deborah Grossclose, found in her own vehicle six days after she went missing. Wait, so she had her nursing clothes on. She had her scrubs on and stuff. As if she was going to work where she was supposed to be going. The medical examiner confirmed through dental records that it was her. And trigger warning, I am going to tell you what the medical examiner discovered now. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear. He concluded that Deborah had been put in her trunk alive after being raped, choked, strangled, stabbed, and beaten. Oh my gosh. She died by being locked in her own trunk that was reaching 140 to 150 degrees during the day, and they don't know how long she sat in there alive. That is so sad. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So like we all have stuff that stresses us out, right? Whether it's big or small, it can really get to us if we keep it all inside. And therapy is a safe space to just let it all out and figure out how to deal with the stuff that's weighing us down. And I am such a huge advocate for therapy. It truly has changed my life for the better. I could go on and on. I feel like I have the tools now to handle panic attacks or just major stressors in life and also a safe space to say whatever I need to say to an unbiased party. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot husband. All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Hola. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. So a lot of people don't know that Garrett is actually fluent in Spanish, so I feel like I wanted to keep up my game and my goal is to be able to have a conversation with Garrett fully in Spanish by the end of the year and I feel like I probably will hit that. Plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. This is the hard part for me. Here's a special limited time deal for you guys right now. Get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for you guys at babbel.com slash husband. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash husband spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash husband. Rules and restrictions may apply. These details obviously spread throughout the community and fear sets in. Why had this young mother been targeted? What could, you know, who could have done this? 
But several witnesses come forward claiming to have seen a bearded man near and around the parked convertible in the library parking lot. And keep in mind, the guy who ambushed her the day before she went missing also had a beard, according to her. And now witnesses come forward saying, oh, we saw a bearded man around that parked car in that Mm -hmm. library parking lot. This guy must look like something out of the ordinary for this many people to recall him being there for like absolutely no reason. Yeah. The witnesses help police configure a composite sketch of the suspect and it's released. Someone immediately recognizes the sketch and calls police to tell them that they don't know the name of the guy in the drawing, but a nickname that he goes by and it's outlaw. Which I, <laughs> no way. Yeah, outlaw. I'm an outlaw. <laughs> so police search their records and discover that they know of someone who goes by that nickname. So they like talk to everyone. They go through all their paperwork. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we've definitely come in contact with this guy who goes by outlaw. His real name was Charles Tharp, and he did bear a resemblance to the composite. Eyewitnesses confirmed that they think that was the guy they saw. Investigators raced to find Charles Tharp and discover that he was actually in police custody for an unrelated offense at the time of the disappearance. Okay. So this obviously doesn't work. Yeah, this isn't their guy. Him. Like it's probably the most solid alibi you can have. Yeah. So how did this happen? Police are literally back to square one after just like talking to witnesses, making this sketch, putting it out, getting a call. That's just so frustrating. Did the hospital not get this guy on camera? Cause I'm sure the hospital had cameras back then. So they did not get the guy on camera when she was in the parking lot. Yeah. So I don't know it. Okay. I can't say this because I watched for one of the sources. I watched this episode of on this case with Paula Zahn mm-hmm. and they made it look like it was the top floor of a parking structure. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Huh. I mean, I would think there would still be, but I don't even know if that's the case. That's just what it looked like. Well, I mean, I assume if there was cameras that actually got something good, it would have been. In it would have been your in research. The story. Yeah. Okay. Police begin combing through the gross closes life again. Like we're back to square one. We got to discover what was going on in her life. And they find that Bill, her husband, had recently tried to increase the life insurance policy on Deborah, but not him. No way. Which normally if you're going to increase life insurance, you're going to do it on the couple together. But he just did it just on her. Although this isn't much to go on, police decide to look into Bill anyways. Like this would always be something that would be like a trigger for, okay, he's a suspect. I think it's so, I mean, I know we still have a lot left, but if it was Bill at the end or he planned it, it's just so crazy that you can kill your significant other and then be like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what happened to her. Yeah. I mean, I know we're not sure if that's what happened yet, but I'm just saying that's, it's just crazy. But also like about that, when we talk about significant others killing each other in such a gruesome way. Yes. Like yes. if, if I was a third party of this like situation and went, his wife is dead by being put in a trunk alive in the summertime after being completely just tortured. Yeah. Like I would be like, I, I hope with everything I have that it wasn't the husband. One of their neighbors tells police that there was a station wagon at the gross closest house the morning of Deborah's disappearance. So Bill tells police, they're like, Hey, what's up? Why didn't you tell us that this, you know, who was in the station wagon? Why was it your house the morning? She disappeared. And he goes, Oh, it belonged to a friend of mine named Philip Britt who came over to borrow a wrench shortly after I reported her missing. And police are kind of like, 
You just left that small little detail well, out. And like, a, like your wife's missing. Yeah. She just had a deadly encounter the day before and you're like, come over, borrow my wrench, you know? Yeah. When police question more about this lead, Bill becomes closed off and aggressive. He's frustrated that police are questioning him. The police department immediately put around the clock surveillance on Bill and his house. It doesn't take long for the mysterious station wagon to appear back at the house again. Police run the plates and discover that Bill had in fact lied to them. And the station wagon doesn't belong to Philip Britt but to a Donnie Tatum, a former biker. Oh, of course it is. Well, and he lied. Like this means that he lied to the police yeah. saying that it was his friend, Philip Britt, but really it's Donnie Tatum's. Did he not think they were going to check this? I don't, well, like, I don't know. Maybe because he thought they would never maybe find brush the station it off. wagon again. Yeah. yeah. But they, I mean, the station wagon came to his house again. It's just insane. Yeah. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow, or find an awesome template. No judgment. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices. And that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you Thorn. Thorn takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. Whether it's their B-complex, creatine, magnesium, or basic prenatal, Thorn's got all the supplements I need to help promote and maintain my health goals. You guys, I'm actually taking the B-complex vitamins every single morning, and I feel like it enhances my energy and mood especially if we've been eating a little bit unhealthy with thorn we never have to question what's in each supplement because they go the extra mile when it comes to quality manufacturing and ingredients give your body what it really needs with thorn go to thorn.fit slash husband and use code husband for 10 percent off your first order that's t-h-o-r-n-e dot f-i-t slash husband code husband for 10 percent off your first order thorn dot fit slash husband code husband these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease when we started podcasting an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds but now we're selling murder with my husband merch and it's so easy because we use shopify and we really do we use shopify to sell our merch i've been using shopify for years so it is absolutely amazing easy to use so intuitive i love it shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business and it's great because they grow with you so whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, 
and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash husband. Police go to Tatum's house to question him and he claims he doesn't know anything. But when police tell him that they have his car at the gross closest house multiple times, including the day of the murder, he changes his story. Tatum confesses that he knew who killed Deborah Grossclose. He says that his friends, Philip Britt, who is the man who supposedly owned the station wagon but didn't and ended up being Donnie mm-hmm. Tatum, and another man named Ronald Rickman had borrowed his station wagon and used it to murder Deborah Grossclose and that they did it at the request of her husband, Bill Grossclose. Whoa. So he's like, Donnie's like, I have Holy nothing to crap. do with this murder. I just know that my friends Philip Britt and Ronald Rickman took my car and murdered her at the request of her husband. I guess I'm just trying to process this. So how does he think he's going to get out of it? Because he used his car. Like, how does he think he's, oh, they won't, they won't think I'm involved. Well, I think if he, if he tells them information, which he does. Then he'll get like a plea deal uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's, he just full, he throws all them under the bus. Yeah. He's like, only my car was used in this. I had nothing to do with it. I just know what happened. Which I feel like usually the first person to throw everyone under the bus gets the best exactly. deal. Exactly. He says that it had been no secret that Bill was looking for a hitman to murder his wife. Oh, my God. He said he also was no secret that Bill wanted nothing to do with the actual killing itself. So that's why he needed a hitman. He didn't want to kill her himself. He just wanted someone else to kill her. And he like talked about it. What a psychopath. Tatum tells detectives where to find the other two friends. And when they go find them, Philip confesses that he had been paid to murder Deborah Grossclose. He says that their first attempt had failed when she eluded them in the hospital parking lot the day before. Yeah. So he was the biker dude. Philip was the biker dude. Had tried to kidnap her out of the hospital parking lot, but she got away, drove all the way to her home, honked her horn for her dear husband hero to come out and save her, even though he was the one who had set up her murder that day. So Bill told them to come back the next morning. He's like, you guys failed. You didn't do it. Come back the next morning. Come through the unlocked back door. I'm going to unlock the back door. And when I leave out the front door, you guys come in the back door. How did the wife not hear any of this? Because it's not now where they can text someone, right? He's on He's on the phone where, every, where she can probably yeah. hear. Oh, well, I'm sure he's not doing it while she's home or, yeah. or he's meeting them in yeah. person to do it as well. When they attacked her in her home that morning after failing the day before, Deborah screamed for Bill's help, her husband. So sad. But they tell her, oh, he's not going to come rescue you. He paid us to kill you today. Can you just imagine? Yeah, that's that's horrible. Philip and Ronald throw her body into the trunk of her own car and drive it to the old library parking lot. And they both thought she was dead when they put her in the trunk. But on the way to the library, they hear her making noises in the back of the trunk because she's not dead. She just passed out and they choose not to do anything about it. They just park the car and leave her there. So if they found the car earlier, then there's probably a chance that they would have found her alive. Maybe. Oh man. I'm not sure how long it takes someone to die of heat 
in a locked trunk. Probably quickly. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, every summer I feel like there's those horrible stories that. Yeah. And I mean, she had been stabbed. She had been, you know what I'm saying? Uh The only reason that they even came back to the house that morning was because they forgot to grab her purse when they took her, which wouldn't make sense if they were trying to make it look like this happened at work. Uh Uh-huh. Philip then led police to a nearby gas station where he's like, this is where we threw away the gloves we used while killing her. It has her DNA all over it. And police literally pulled the, glo- the gloves out. So they have like solid evidence on them as well as confession. Just took them out of the trash or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So do you want to guess the price that Philip and Ronald did this for that Bill gave them to do this? I'm, I'm going to guess it's pretty low actually. I'm sure it was like, I mean. For a life. To kill someone. I mean, you would think it's high, but I'm guessing that they really needed the money or something. So in the 70s, 500 bucks each. $150 before. And then if they succeed, $700 after he gets the life insurance. But I will say- A person or like total? Total. Okay. But if my life is chalked up to $950, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah. Like that is horrible. That's so sad. Not saying a life is a life is priceless. You, there should be no amount of money for a life. I just can't believe that there's people out there that, that would kill that. someone. Well, for, here's the best part I heard, and I don't know if this is a rumor, but I heard Bill tried to just do it for fifty dollars each. But criminals have standards, so they oh were like, gosh. Heck "No, yeah, make it a hundred and fifty, and we have a deal." That's so crazy. So, also, I'm pretty sure neither of them ever got paid. Who gets the longer jail time? I'm sure you're going to get yes. to that now. Okay. So police head to Bill's house and tell him, hey, we think we know who killed your wife. And if you come to the station, we'll tell you about it. He doesn't ask who, what or why. He just gets into their car silently. Once in the car, he asks if the people that they thought did it are talking. And Sergeant Richard said yes. Gross Close denied all charges and told police he will never serve a day for the murder of his wife. He's like, I had nothing to do with it and I'll never serve a day. All three, Philip Britt, Ronald Rickman, and Bill Grossclose were arrested and charged. So keep in mind, Donnie Tatum wasn't in that. And I couldn't really find anything about whether or not he was arrested or anything. Yeah. All three men were put on trial together. Baking a woman to death is no joke. The jury found all three guilty. Philip Britt was sentenced to life in prison. And Ronald Rickman and Bill Grossclose were sentenced to death. And I think the wow. only reason Philip Britt didn't was because he they found him first. And so he confessed, showed yep. him the gloves, everything. Ronald has come out since and said that he doesn't feel like his sentence is fair and he's not responsible for her death. So he's like, I don't get why I got the death penalty. And Philip didn't. Like, I'm not responsible anymore for her death than he, than he is. Oh, my gosh. Bill, her husband, claims still to not have any part of it. And he's clearly innocent and I didn't do this. How can you still claim that after all this time? And yeah, gets the death penalty. Yeah. So 20 years after the convictions of the three, they were overturned due to incompetent representation, which essentially, essentially means that their lawyers didn't do a good enough job. Like they got found guilty. What else, what else do you need? They found the gloves. Someone confessed and told them exactly what happened. They I'm found hoping the car. this doesn't happen anymore, but this seems like a really weird loophole because yeah. this happened in the 90s because this was 77 and mm-hmm. it was about 20 years later. But I'm like, okay, so if you don't win a trial, can you just claim, oh, my lawyer was incompetent? 
I have no idea. That's so interesting. So a brand new trial is set and they have to convince a whole new jury that these men are guilty once again. Obviously, 20 years later. 20 years later. So Bill had never written either of the kids that he was raising with Deborah while he was in prison. So he gets arrested for and charged with his wife's murder and then never talks to the kids that he was raising with her again. And one of them's his blood kid. Okay, yeah. And now these kids, 20 years later, have to sit through another trial for their mother who woke up in the trunk of her car and with no one to help her out and died in there Mm -hmm. from their own father. So they were all found guilty, but this time Ronald and Bill were sentenced to life in prison. No death penalty. So the death penalty charge gets taken away. Okay. Keep in mind, this isn't life in prison without the possibility of parole. So they both are eligible for parole every couple of years. And every couple of years, the family has to testify to keep them in prison, which means they have to relive this crime, tell the details of it, say how it's impacted them. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they have to, you know how often, like every five years, so every... It's, so six is the maximum you can go. Uh-huh. So you, um, the state can say in six years, you'll have a parole, but it could be Two six years. months. Yeah, it can okay. be anything. And the family doesn't have to testify. Like they don't have to go in every time. But they want to keep them in prison. So they do. Yeah. So they just basically were screwed over in this situation. Totally. But Bill Grossclose has been denied parole every single time it's come up. And the state of Memphis has made him wait a full six years. So every time he gets parole, it's not only are you denied, but your next parole hearing won't be for another six years, which is the largest gap in Memphis that you can take. And his next parole hearing will be in August of 2022, according to Yolanda James with the Daily Memphian. So if we are still around in two years, I'll go ahead and update you guys on how (laughs) Bill Grossclose's parole hearing goes. But yeah, that's the story of Deborah Grossclose. Man, that's brutal. Brutal. I can't believe that he really hired two people to kill his wife. And not only the fact that he hired them, they failed and he's like, oh, I'll just come back tomorrow. I know. He didn't get scared at all. He's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, just come back tomorrow. That's insane. And the worst part is, is they still don't really know. The life insurance policy was around $30,000. So they still like don't really know why. Was it just the third, like just the life insurance policy? I mean, I feel like he's just got to be crazy. I mean, he never talked to his kid again as well. That yeah. just doesn't seem like a very. Yes, I agree. You know? Yeah, I agree completely. But. Yeah, that's the story of Deborah Gross Close. We just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening. And if you're new, welcome. We are so excited about this. Remember that we have merch dropping soon. So stay tuned on our social media and on here for that, as well as a Patreon coming up in the new year. Awesome. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.